Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Reading from the Gospel of Luke. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. Thinking of something while I was sitting there, because you've never met me before, and I've never met you before. And uh, I was kind of laughing to myself, um, thinking about my message that I will share with you. And I shared with you that I'm going to invite you to move Um, with the Lord's Prayer. You know, the Lord's Prayer is very organic. It's not static. It's not stagnant. Uh, But it kind of gets that way uh, over time. But as a a young person, I I was born at six feet tall. I was just always tall. And so people always ask me if I played basketball, right? And I'd be like, no, I'm afraid of the ball. Yet, if I had a dime for every time somebody asked me that, wow, what, I, what ministry I could do with that money. I, I was a dancer, and my mom credits my taking ballet that helped me stop tripping over my feet. I don't remember tripping over my feet, but she does. Um, but in, in that dancing right now, as, as I'm older, and I, you look back and you start connecting the dots of why, why did this happen, and when did that happen, and how did that change me, and how did that lead me? And so that's what I was chuckling about. Of course, Catherine, you're moving with the Lord's Prayer all these years of being a dancer and um, uh, continuing to learn, right? Not, God forbid that we ever get so stuck that we can't move or change. So let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock. You are our journey of hope. You are our redeemer and salvation. Amen. And greetings to those online. Lest I forget, I want to acknowledge you right from the get-go here. Um, As I share this message, I I hope it comes through those, um, whatever that is, in the cloud. And and then when we move, you have the opportunity to really move at home because no one's watching or looking at you. So 
becoming the Lord's Prayer, I have started, well, no, I not started, a long time ago, I, I, you, I saw the Lord's Prayer as framing my life, framing my ministry. Especially during the pandemic, when we were always on a frame, looking into a computer screen, that framing. And I thought to myself, this prayer is, in fact, the prayer that Jesus gave his disciples. And I loved your message to the children today, um, Mary. That really touched my heart. I wanted to come sit there with you. <laughs> but framing our lives with this prayer, framing our mission, framing administration. You know, administration is a spiritual gift. Andy, you're leading the mission team. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a lot of administration to run a church and to, you know, reach our potential in life. So administration's a very holy act, and yet we get bogged down in it. The details, the minutiae, you know, the same old, same old. So using the Lord's Prayer to frame our mission, to frame our lives, to frame our actions, to fortify our faith. It's become quite an anchor for me. I get quite excited about the Lord's Prayer. I learned it as the Our Father. I was raised Catholic in a very progressive parish in Park Ridge, Illinois. And the priest came over for dinner. The priest came to visit us in, in church, I mean in school. Uh, we even had Sunday school, even though we had Christian education during the week. Um, I think my mother helped get Sunday school even initiated. Um, but I just learned uh, right away that being part of a parish and a beloved community uh, was a very rich experience and relational. So this prayer is so much about relationship, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And one time, maybe I was a young mom. I do have two daughters. One lives in Brooklyn, New York, and one lives in Paris, France. Yes, way over the pond. Um, you'll see some of her artwork in a little bit. Can, can Herb or um, gentlemen, can you go to that first frame of the PowerPoint? Uh, next one. Okay. So this little quote I found in a church bulletin. That's why I still like the paper bulletins. And I taped it to my mirror because it really, it really resonated with me. Let's read it. Can you read it? Let's read it out loud together. Jesus prayed for his followers and encouraged them to pray for themselves and for one another. Prayer unites and empowers the people of God. It gives the strength and direction necessary to accomplish acts of love and faith. That is just such a keeper quote for me. Next slide. <clears throat> Here's a little bit of that artwork that my daughter Celia Marie did. Um, those hands, right, Mary? Talking about Jesus giving the disciples the prayer. You know, they open, open your hands. This prayer being given to us, you know, from Jesus, those hands and continuous motion and praying this prayer forward to unite the people of God. 
to give us the strength and the courage. So praying the Lord's Prayer, or the Our Father, is a Christian prayer tradition. It's meaningful and memorable. It helps us to draw closer to God, to the Holy, to the Holy One. The next quote I want to share because the woman who says this, her name is Alice, she works with people in human trafficking. And she uses the Lord's Prayer as her framework. She wrote a book called The Revolutionary Power of the Lord's Prayer. Think about that. The Revolutionary Power of the Lord's Prayer. And she says the amazing power of this prayer is unleashed through a united, a united body of believers who do not mindlessly or selfishly repeat this prayer, but who instead pray to God with that sincere desire like Hannah, with a promise to live the prayer like we really want what we're praying for to happen. Well, if you remember, Hannah in the temple is praying as if she is drunk, or at least that's what she's, it's described as. She wasn't drunk. She was praying with that unleashed spirit for a child. So I love that Alice Burnett Green says this. To pray the prayer with the promise to live the prayer like we really want to see what it is we're praying for. Never to be stuck. Well, when did you first learn the Lord's Prayer? We don't often think that, right? People don't ask us that. Not on a daily basis. I'm, I'm presenting that question to you now to ponder in your mind, in your heart. When did you first learn the prayer? Who, who taught it to you? Who were you with? Where were you? Perhaps you're just learning it for the first time today. This is an important question. Jesus often uses provocative questions with his disciples to make them think, to, to wake up, to get it. This is seemingly a simple question, but one to help us remember when this prayer came into our lives. Well, during the pandemic, I was home quite a bit with my mom. I've never had as much time with my mother one-on-one -on -one in my life. I'm one of seven kids, and I live with her. And during the pandemic, we watched Anne with an E. Anybody watch Anne with an E? Um, is, it, is she Anne of Green Gables? Yeah. So I didn't read her growing up, but I was able to um, see uh, this show with my mom. You can put the next slide up, please. And Anne is an orphan. She's living in an orphanage that is not a pleasant place to be. They show the abuse, uh, the disregard, really, for human life. Anne endures this, but she knows she wants to get out of there. And she does, because a brother and a sister bring her, invite her into a family. And of course, that resonated with me because of the work with Kids Above All, and we have foster care and adoption services. 
We have group homes where our teens live in between either returning to their family of origin or moving into independent living. So that resonated with me. When she joined this family on their farm, the, um, I guess she called her aunt, uh, the sister, said to her, well now, Anne, you have to say your prayers. And Anne said, I don't, I don't know any prayers. I don't know. Well, you know, you have to say the Lord's Prayer. So the aunt taught Anne, with an E, uh, the Lord's Prayer. And right away, you know, leave it to our children, you know, she said, that you can't, the, the, the type is really small here, but she said, saying one's prayer is not the same as praying. Saying one's prayer is not the same as praying. So here is this young prophetic voice, learning the Lord's Prayer for the first time, and she knows full well that it takes a lot more than just saying those words to bring the kingdom down. And I've got an amen in the very back from that little nugget. Now, this might be a little bit hard to read. Can we go to the next slide? Oh, no, this is better. This is a petition, or, or the Lord's Prayer is divided into petitions. Well, we did that. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't say, I'm giving you this prayer, and by the way, it's divided into petitions. <laughs> Well, in, in, you know, people trying to make sense out of the prayer, right, and do a deeper dive. By the way, United Women in Faith, Mission You Study, which is next weekend. Are you going? You going? Excellent. I'm a study leader. I'm so excited. Because the theme is living the kingdom. It is a deeper dive into the Lord's Prayer and the kingdom of God, God's family, kinship. That was just a little aside, but it, it um, crosses with these petitions as we are going to read them together. It's a call and response. This is taken from uh, the study of the Lord's Prayer from the uh, Iowa Conference in 2003. They have a beautiful resource that was um, initiated um, by the Bishop of the West Ohio Conference, uh, Gregory Palmer. And this comes from that resource. So I am going to um, read and then the people respond. This is going to help us just move through these petitions. And I invite you to read your part. Pray your part, not just say your part, right? And she gives this example of the Our Father. Um, the first two words, um, whether it's Abba or Father or Mother or Parent or Holy One, there's a whole lot of different vocabulary um, to uh, pray um, this prayer in a meaningful way. But those first two words establish an intimate relationship. I never thought of that before I uh, used this particular resource. An intimate relationship, Our Father or Abba. There's a sense of attitude of reverence and risk. Did you ever think of that? Praying the Lord's Prayer is a risk? Okay, so the next petitions are frame, frame by frame. Let us um, share this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The prayer that is always worshipful, the prayer that is always reverent. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. The prayer is always assuring, the prayer that is always trusting. Give us this day our daily bread, the bread that is always sufficient to our needs, the prayer that is always faithful. Forgive us our trespasses, our sins, our debts, as we forgive those who trespass against us. The prayer that is always compassionate, the prayer that is always filled with grace. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The prayer that is always liberating, the prayer that is always all encompassing. Right, from the beginning to the end. So, for the kingdom, the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours forever and evermore. The prayer that is always new, the prayer that is always steadfast, and the prayer that is constant. Amen? May it be so. So that's looking at the prayer with these petitions and how it's so relational. And when we can pray the prayer, there is more of that promise of heaven here on earth. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Heaven right here on earth. I think once in a while you might hear the saying, ooh, this is a slice of heaven. I remember when I first heard that from a district superintendent, and we were gathered for her sending off and moving into a different position, and there was just all different people. This was in Oak Park, Illinois, and there she was, Pastor Marty Scott, and she looked around, and she was just like, this is a slice of heaven, and I had never heard that before, and uh, that's very reassuring to me and promising that a slice of heaven, look around, right here, right here now in this place. So here is my prayer card. Here is the complete picture of the Lord's Prayer, bringing the kingdom down, heaven on earth. These are your hands. These are my hands. These are God's people's hands, giving and receiving this prayer to frame our lives and fortify our faith. Um, I just, I get a lot of joy sharing this piece of art. My daughter, Celia Maria, is 28. She's in Paris, and uh, she's never coming home. She's really uh, doing wonderful work over there, and I asked her to recreate the image for me with inclusive hands, and she did this, and I, I just find so much joy. I have some with me. I don't have enough for everybody, but I'll leave a few here for you to um, share. If you're coming to Mission you you'll get one as well. So... Um, But just to ponder this image, 
using your religious imagination, imagining what heaven on earth is, pondering how you pray the Lord's Prayer, how you would like to pray the Lord's, Lord's Prayer, the prayer that is constant, ever new, and liberating. So I'm going to um, step over here um, without a microphone. And I'm not going to talk. I'm going to pray the Lord's Prayer with movement, without words. And then I'm going to invite you to stand up and do the same, as you are able, in body, mind, and spirit. That little child. You were so beautiful. Please be seated. That's the first time I've ever done it that way, Mary. You all did so good. That was so cool. What I want, what I want to point out is when you know, we feed ourselves that daily bread, whatever that bread is that you need for the day, it might actually be physical bread, of course. But it could also be something else, right? Courage, compassion, faith, I'm struggling. It's whatever that bread you need for that day, but it's also about feeding one another. And forgive us our trespasses. You know, it's the hardest work we do. There's 11 words that are so powerful about forgiveness. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Forgiveness, trespasses, but then opening that up so that then that forgiveness that goes out to our brothers, our sisters, our siblings, even those around the world, we are connected. And lead us. <clears throat> I did that stepping forward and paused before not into temptation because often it comes up, God does not lead us into temptation. Adam Hamilton speaks of this in his book about the Lord's Prayer. God never leads us into temptation, friends. It's always something that's evil, our own temptations, our own demons, that's what leads us into temptation. So we are always looking to God. Lead me, guide me, lead me, guide me. So stepping forward into God's presence and then not into temptation. Again, a prayer that's organic, never static, that we can pray it like we really want to see happen what we're praying for. All the children have everything that they need and they want. Lucy knew this prayer. She prayed it every morning with all the women she was training. And she prayed it like Hannah. I know it. <clears throat> I believe it in my heart. And so I offer it today as a message that we, too, can pray the prayer differently and receive the reassurance from Jesus 
I say Jesus is a journey. Stay with him. May it be so. It's so good and uh, beautiful to be here with you in person and to thank you for your generosity and kindness and mission partnership, but also as importantly, to thank you for your faith all these years and continuing forward. And so as we go forward in faith um, into the week ahead, uh, keeping so many in our hearts and prayer, hearts and minds, and in our prayers. Um, for our benediction, I'm going to share the quote from Bishop Gregory V. Palmer, who consecrated me in 2018, but who was uh, who initiated this study in the Iowa conference. So listen to these words as we prepare to go forward. Bishop Gregory says, "The Lord's Prayer is a prayer for the community. Pray it with others." Reflect on what you are praying and saying. Listen to others. Let it wash over you until you are comforted, convicted, and converted. Pray it humbly. Pray it boldly. But pray, pray, pray. May it be so. Journey of hope. Jesus is a journey. Stay with him. Amen.